This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Some big tech news that you've been hearing on WBEZ. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has changed his mind yet again. He now says he's ready to buy Twitter at his original offer price, $54.20 a share. And it appears the social media company will accept the offer. As a Twitter user myself, I will be keeping an eye on that story for sure. But another tech story that I've been fascinated with has to do with artificial intelligence and just how intelligent it's gotten. AI can now generate photorealistic images in the blink of an eye. And all it needs is a simple text prompt. Something like a woman in a red coat looking up at the sky in the middle of Times Square. You plug that into an AI known as Dolly and you get an image that looks so much like a real photo that it's impossible to tell that it was made by a computer. It's mind-blowing technology, but it has some experts worried. So joining us now to discuss is Washington Post tech culture reporter Natasha Tiku. Welcome back, Natasha. Thanks for having me. So there's a couple versions of this text-to-image AI tool out in the world, but generally, how does it work? It works by um, uh, a kind of AI system called a generative model. And what happens is they feed the algorithm with kind of millions or billions of pairs of images in their text captions. Um, you know, so the, the system kind of gets really good at finding patterns between the text and the images. So it gets a kind of, um, you know, statistical understanding of, to use your example, what a red coat looks like, what Times Square looks like, what a woman might look like. So that when you put in these kind of conversational phrases into what is very much like a Google search box, right, it's able to generate these images often in a matter of seconds. So one of those programs I mentioned, Dolly from Research Lab OpenAI, it was made widely available last week. So how has that been used so far? Can you just talk about some of the images it's created? Yeah, so Dolly um, is, uh, it, yes, it it, it uh, went into um, public beta, which means anyone can use it. Um, it was much more restricted earlier in this year. People were on the waiting list. There was a million people on the waiting list. People were extremely eager to, um, to, to get their hands on it, and it is being used, you know, both by graphic design people, illustrators, artists, but also people have been really taken with the with the AI's ability to generate photorealistic images. Um, you know, they're quote unquote photos because they are they look very much like photos. The people look like real people, okay. but they are not. So you know, like it, it replicates faces. Generated. Yes, emotions make, too. I'm sorry. And emotions too. Yeah, I mean, they really, it, it, it's genuinely hard to tell. Um, in the same way that if you're at all familiar with deep fake technology, which has been around for a few years, um, you know, those, uh, people who aren't really people, it, it's just like that, except there's a lot more flexibility because you can put in, you know, um, a smiling, grandpa at an Italian trattoria or, you know, um, uh, a young woman, you know, on a street in, in Paris, France, um, uh, you know, looking forlorn or something. And it, it might be able to generate, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a few tries, but it might be able to generate uh, uh, not only a realistic looking person, but also generate, um, you know, a particular mood in a particular place that, that looks very much like real life. My goodness. Any images that this program will not create? 
Yes, Dali has a lot of restrictions. Um, you know, it's one of the more um, OpenAI, the company behind it, is one of the more um, you know cautious AI labs out there. I would say um, there are there are similar programs from Google and Facebook, and they are not even allowing the public to have any interaction with it. But OpenAI prohibits you from making um, images of politicians, celebrities. They don't allow violence. Um, they don't allow sexual images. Uh, they The guideline they go with is G-rated. Try to think of uh, G-rated okay. images. So there's certainly a lot of restrictions there um, for reasons that you can easily imagine, right? Um, if you can make photorealistic images of politicians, there's an easy, uh, that can easily lead to misinformation, mm -hmm. disinformation, um, you know, even just on an individual level, bullying um, and uh, abuse. There's also an option of uploading images and editing them in a really easy way, um, sort of like a supercharged Photoshop. Right. So uh, they put some restrictions on that as well. So help us then understand the benefits of the program, Natasha. Right. I think that that is a little bit more of an open question. Um, you know, some of this technology is just state-of-the-art AI. Um, you know, they're not necessarily sure how it is going to be used. Um, you know, in all of Ring Tech, it, I haven't really... Um, you know, usually thing is, things are put out as a product, right? An iPhone. Um, you know, it's it's something that where the, the company knows how the u end user might want to interact with the technology. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's potentially something that users have been, excuse me, that users have been asking for. In this case, it's something that researchers are very interested in. They feel like this is the next step towards building AI that can think like a human um, and uh, get us towards that kind of AI dream of uh, what used to be called the singularity and what is now called like artificial general intelligence. So they're putting it out there and art and graphic design architecture are certainly potential use cases. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, people have argued that, that this is a technology in search of a solution rather than the other way around. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking with Natasha Tiku, Washington Post tech culture reporter who's based in San Francisco, about the benefits and dangers of recent artificial intelligence tools that create images from text prompts. Now, earlier this year, Natasha, OpenAI invited external researchers or a red team to test that AI system for flaws. What did they find? Yeah, um, they, they found that... There were um, a lot of concerning examples of racial and gender bias um, when they tried to generate photorealistic images. So when they put in prompts like uh, CEO, they got all white men. When they put in prompts like flight attendant, they got all non-white women. Um, and the company had already tried to uh, tried to do their own mitigations towards race and gender bias. And part of the reason for that is, uh, as I mentioned, you know, these these systems are trained on, you know, billions or trillions of images and text captions. And the way to get that amount of data is to scrape it from the internet. And as you can imagine, when you are pulling things from the public internet, that comes with 
all of the bias and all of the issues that we see reflected back at us every day. So OpenAI had already tried to fix some of those problems, and they found when they took out all of the um, sexual images and all of the violent images already, that made the number of um, the number of images generated of women it reduced it by half. Mm-hmm. So that can tell you already what was in the system to begin with. That means that there were a lot of sexual and violent images of women. Right. So they had tried to fix that problem already, but when the red team came along, they found out that some of those problems were still in the system. And it also had a tendency to generate images of white passing people, um, more images of men. When you tried to generate images of personal assistants, it was all young women. Mm. Um, I, I personally found when you tried to generate images of startup founders and venture capitalists, it, it was geared more towards men. And uh, the red teamers also found that uh, there was a lot of potential for harm with photorealistic images, um, images of people's faces. Mm. And they really advised the company to um, to put up guardrails around that and not allow users to do that. Yeah, tell us more about the recommendations from that red team just to try to mitigate this bias. Yeah, they they simply told the company just there's no real justification for allowing that. There just aren't enough guardrails right now. We don't know how it's going to be used and the potential for abuse is just too high. So initially, um, you know, the, the company didn't take their recommendations. It did, however, tell users, don't share those images publicly, which, you know, in one case could at least stop the spread of them. Um, because people were really interested in this new technology. So when you shared, um, like back in April, May, when you shared an image from Dolly, it tends to spread really wide on Twitter, on Reddit, um, on Discord. Uh, so it, they put these restrictions in place, but very quickly um, they ended up kind of dialing it back and dialing it back to the point where now you are allowed to make photorealistic images. Mm-hmm. The only restrictions in place are the ones I mentioned earlier. Not um, You're not allowed to do public figures. You're not allowed to do celebrities. Although I found myself when I was experimenting with the system that I could upload images of um, famous people like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and, and make edits to, to images of them. So, so there are yeah. certainly... Um, you know, some gaps in enforcement or some gaps in their um, monitoring of these systems. So then what's next then for this program? Um, What's next is the fact that there are a lot of competitors right now, and some of those competitors have, you know, comparably like almost no restrictions. Um, You know, Dolly has really triggered an explosion of uh, these text-to-image generators, they're called, or image AI. Um, and some of their rivals have uh, gone open source, which means that, you know, if you have a little bit of tech savvy, you can download these systems, um, you know, yourself and kind of take off any of the small guardrails that exist and train them to do whatever you want them to do. So that means um, certainly pornography, um Certainly making images of public figures, photorealistic images, images of celebrities, um, and it remains to be seen how OpenAI is going to respond to that competitive pressure, whether they will also... um, whether they will also dial back some of their yeah. uh, notoriously strict rules. We'll have to leave it there. Natasha Tiku is a Washington Post tech culture reporter. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me.